Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Data or SMS, you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with MTN Just for you. Dial star 141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Just for You package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Amenuveve FM in Aplau, Kekeli Radio in Ho, ATL FM in Cape Coast. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News, as always, is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with the level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, President Kofado under internal and external pressure to either sign or refuse to append his signature to the controversial proper human sexual rights and family values bill. Details as the U.S. State Department, United Nations, religious bodies expressed varied views about the passage of the bill. The leadership of the Catholic Church is very happy passage of this bill. And we are praying and hoping that the president will ascend to this bill. And where we have reached is a president who must put this matter to sleep by assenting to the bill. Let us... Meanwhile, the Attorney General, Godfrey Yabuadame, says he will not advise the president to sign into law any bill that infringes on the rights of individuals. I mean, I said that if indeed all those human rights concerns are not, had, had not been addressed, why would the Attorney General advise that the president should proceed to assent to a bill? My duty as the Attorney General in the Constitution is to ensure that bills are in conformity with the Constitution. We have details also rising tide of judgment debt lawsuits flood Attorney General's office, raising concerns of conspiracy or genuine claims. The process of judgment debt for me had become a conduit for milking the state, had become a conduit for necessarily inflicting financial hardships on the state, and some people had more or less permitted it to be an enterprise. We'll tell you how a judgment debt of 950,000 awarded against the state jumped to over 10 trillion Ghana CDs. It is actually as a result of one, vigilance, lack of vigilance on the part of public officers, or sheer complicity in the process of ensuring that the state is ripped off with hard end pace. Also this afternoon, figures available to join you suggest a consistent shortfall in power generation in the country, especially this month, resulting in power outages as the ECG insists there is no doom so. Yesterday was supposed to be about 5.30. We did 380 megawatts. This is not an event. It's, it's been recurrent. It's been going on. The public need to know what is going to happen to them in the evening, plan their lives and be able to adjust. 
Well, we'll get some answers. Plus, those affected by the intermittent power outages are demanding answers. I guess all my TV just to watch one or two before I go to bed. Everything off. This one, I'm trying to on my TV. The TV is not coming. If you look on the body of my daughter, heat rash. Oh. It's too much. We have sports and then later in the bulletin, have you thought about how it feels to celebrate your birthday once in every four years? We're here from 29 February Borns, all the leap year babies. Happy birthday. For the years that we don't have a leap year, I celebrate it either on the 28th of February or move it to the 1st of March. I actually feel special. Thank you. That and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. Now, President of Public Health, Media and Civil Space, as well as the Economy, unquote. It adds that international business coalitions have already indicated and stated that such discrimination will harm business and economic growth in the country, a reason for which the U.S. State Department is equally raising concerns about this latest passage. Well, let's talk about precedent. What kind of repercussions have other African nations faced historically when they've adopted similar positions against LGBTQI? Right. The last African country to have passed an anti-homosexuality law before Ghana is Uganda. Uganda is one of the latest countries to have done that. And after the passage uh, of that law, the United States government responded first by restricting entry into the United States territory for current and former state actors responsible for uh, the passage of the anti-homosexual law in Uganda. Uh, additional sanctions were also imposed, including curtailing, uh, you know, direct government-to-government -government funding uh, and also getting the World Bank to ensure that there's uh, some sort of protection of human rights which will be, um, you know, uh, intertwined in all of the frameworks for development assistance. Now, travel alerts as well as uh, business advisories will be triggered by the United States, which was done in the case of Uganda, uh, and that tagged the country as unsafe for uh, the LGBTQ community and also for doing business. So there are fears as well that Ghana being the latest country to have passed such a law may come under such sanctions as well. Well, the UN has also joined the fray in terms of um, their concerns about it. What exactly are they? Uh, so the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights are also uh, putting out today that uh, the passage of the so-called Human Sexual Rights and Family Values Bill is profoundly disturbing in their view. Uh, he's been warning that the bill actually broadens the scope of criminal sanctions against uh, sexual minority groups such as lesbians, gays, bisexual and those of the transgender community. Thank you very much, Blizzard. So we're still monitoring a for the varied um, reactions coming in from the international community on the passage of this particular bill and still against the passage of the bill is a coalition of 18 civil society groups who are considering legal action if the president signs the bill into law. Audrey Gajapo is board chair of the Ghana Center for Democratic Development and a member of the coalition. We are going to continue our advocacy and continue to repeat like a broken record but worth repeating mm -hmm. why this bill is harmful to our country's democracy and our country's development, mm. okay? And we hope that the president will listen. So we will make representation to the president not to assent to the bill. And if that fails, to be sure to prepare ourselves to go to court 
Well, on the other hand, the Christian community is excited and is pushing the president to sign the bill. Listen to Secretary General of the Catholic Bishops Conference, very Reverend Father Clement Kwesieje and former General Secretary of the Christian Council, Reverend Dr. Kwabno Punifempong. The leadership of the Catholic Church is very happy with the passage of this bill. And we are praying and hoping that the president will ascend to this bill so that it becomes law. And congratulations to Parliament for the help percent. And, uh, and that is our, our, our objective because from the Christian point of view, the bill seeks to, to, to promote what presenting is all about. We have seen enough. And where we have reached is the president who must put this matter to sleep by assenting to the bill. Let us build our country. The president raised this issue that we must build Ghana beyond aid. This is the time. Now, economist and educationist Professor Stephen Adair has also backed the passage and believes the president will sign it into law. He spoke to my colleague Benjamin Akapo. First of all, I expected it to be passed because... Sooner than now? Well, as for the time, and I, I wouldn't comment about it. But I think that the MPs knew that if they didn't pass it, mm. they would all lose their seats because of the Ghanaian sentiments right. about it. As to my personal view as a Christian... The Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination and therefore as a Christian I don't support it. Well, in the latest development, the Attorney General Godfrey Yeboadami has voiced his stance on the matter saying he will not counsel the President to endorse a law that infringes on people's rights. He spoke in an interview with Morning Show host Koju Yangsen. I mean, I said that if indeed all those human rights concerns had not, been, had not been addressed, why would the Attorney General advise that the President should proceed to assent to a bill? Mm. I mean, the point must be established that the Atenjira is a protector of the public interest. Atenjira does not protect any private interest at all. My duty as the Atenjira in the Constitution is to ensure that bills are in conformity with the Constitution. And we have had instances where I have even challenged the process of, mm. uh, of, of passage of bills in Parliament. There was this um, Justice Abdullahi matter where the citizen um, actually challenge the process of passage of, 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 of um, I think, um, no, take of decision mm. by parliament. Yes, and I, 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 on, on it, my position was appealed by the Supreme Court. Well, that's a Godfrey Yeboadami attorney general in that interview with Kojo Yangs and I must add that that interview uh, was conducted before the passage of the bill yesterday. But let me bring in a proponent of this bill, who um, MP, Emmanuel Kwesi Bedra. Many thanks for your company here on the Midday News. Well, listening to the varied division and reaction to this particular passage, is this something that you anticipated? Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Good afternoon to your challenge listeners. Uh, it was expected, uh, we anticipated that there will be varied um, views from uh, the Ghanaian populace. And however, we know that the majority of Ghanaians supported us uh, in the passing of this bill. Uh, there are a few minorities, uh, including the G meeting, that are against it and the international community too. Uh, you read the uh, U.S. State Department as well as that of the U.N. Um, Human Rights Rapporteur. Uh, statement. Uh, we are not bothered at all. Uh, for us, what is just and what is right uh, for the news is what we've done in Parliament. And we are grateful to all of you, including the media houses, who have supported us all this far till this bill was passed yesterday. The anticipation that we had initially was the fact that 
you have groups of people who will be against this bill. I mean, it's obvious. Uh, from the onset, when the bill was introduced to the House, we had people who were against it. And it actually shows clearly that this group of people uh, will not support it at all. So for for the group uh, G18 to write to the president not to attend to it, it is their constitutional right. Anybody at all can write to the president not to attend to it. And therefore, the eight of us were prepared that at the end of the day, we will pass it and we will leave the rest in the hands of the president to assess or not to assess. Okay, just, right, just wondering though, president. just wondering, Mr. Bedra, I'm sure you've been finding out whether the administrative works have begun for the, the, the clerk of parliament to send this particular uh, bill to the president for onward assent. Well, it takes some time uh, from our standing orders. After the passage of the bill, the clerk would have to send it to government printer who will put it on the stencil and bring it back to parliament again for the clerk to look at it before forwarding it to the president. So it's not yet been forwarded to the president yet. Okay. Uh, we have seven days for the president to assent to it. If the president does not assent to it, he has... 14 days to inform the Speaker of Parliament that he will not assent to it. He has, he has some reservations against the bill, and whatever reservation he has, either in title or in part, they will inform us officially, and the, the House will look at it again before it being passed again. So and you are if hopeful. the President has any reservation, mm -hmm. we'll let us know. And you are hopeful of the President's assent to it? Well, we are all hoping. We had the majority of Ghana, including the Venerable Professor Stephen Adair, supporting the, the Christian Council, the Catholic Bishop, the National House of Chiefs. Almost all Ghanaians are supporting, except for the few who think that uh, it should not, it infringes on the fundamental human rights of people. And okay. uh, that one, too, we have reason to believe that it is not true because this is people's lifestyle. And lifestyle has nothing to do with people's fundamental human rights. Okay, that's Emmanuel Kwesi Bedra. He's the whole MP. Now, let's turn our attention to some other stories and there's danger for the country as the Attorney General's office is inundated with a judgment debt lawsuit with some claiming money that could collapse the Ghanaian state. At the State of the Nation address, President Akofado mentioned the AG saved the country from paying over 10 trillion Ghana cities in judgment debt, but joining us is learning the threat is far from over as more cases are pending in court, demanding the state pays money for reneging on contracts agreements with Clement. Attorney General and Minister for Justice Gofredi Abouadami tells Joy News that while his office has put some of the payment of the judgment debt on hold, he is convinced collusion between state actors and the claimant is responsible for the anomaly. He spoke to my colleague Koji Yangsen. Indeed, I observed a trend for various public officers to the process of compound interest. Actually, inflict unnecessary judgment debt against the government of Ghana. So, remember the case of NDK. NDK against the Atenjura, yes. which I again applied to the Supreme Court for another stating that the sum of 79 million is paid by the government of Ghana was sufficient and therefore should be declared as full and final payment. And the government was relieved from the obligation of paying the sum of 1.27 billion Ghana cities. The sum in question was a paltry 268 Ghana thousand Ghana cities. The original the amount original sum right. in 2009. So in this, in this case, case, 10 trillion Ghana cities. What was and the original amount awarded that started gathering the compound interest? The original amount was far, far lower. The original amount was about 971,000 Ghana cities. Less than a million yes, Ghana cities. From 19, yes, from 1997 to 1999. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the process of 
judgment debt for me had become a conduit for milking the state, had become a conduit for necessarily inflicting financial hardships on the state. And some people had. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. More or less permitted to be an enterprise. Mm -hmm. I resolved various judgments of the Supreme Court um, between 2012 and 2016, reflecting such a tendency. Mm. Although, government of Ghana, between 2017 and 2021, have still paid out some 300 odd million dollars worth of judgment debt. Yeah, of course, I mean, clearly judgment debt arising as a result of real situations cannot be avoided. I and mean, if a policeman perhaps engages in some act of brutality against a citizen, the person will go to court and sue the attainer mm. in such an instance. Then we have this one, another African automobile matter. You see the entry of judgment here, what is it for? 582 billion, 582 billion. billion Ghana cities. So again, a claim for um, some breach of contract by the government of Ghana. And, and this is what they allege was owed by the government of Ghana. The court suspended the execution of the judgment. People before, in government before you colluded to have these judgment debts awarded yes, when there was really no case for yes. such payments to be made. Well, I think that it is actually as a, as a result of one, vigilance, lack of vigilance on the part of public officers, or sheer complicity in the process of ensuring that the state is ripped off uh, with hard-earned um, purse. Well, um, you heard it, that the Attorney General there, Godfrey Yeboad, I mean, in that interview with my colleague Kuju Yangsen, makes reference to, especially to the Africa Automobile case. And thankfully, uh, Professor Kufi Abuchi, we know, represented in that case and joins us on the line uh, with more on this. We are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. You've been listening to the Attorney General, at least, in reference to your case also. Um, he raises issues about collusion or sheer complexity in the matter. How do you respond to it? Well, first of all, typically, I do not like to speak public even cases in which I'm involved, but because the matter has been one of public interest, uh, that justifies me having to um, also respond in some way. I can understand the difficulty of the Attorney General as a legal protector of the country. However, since we were instructed by our clients, we have not detected any instance of collusion on the part of our clients with any relevant agency. What we know is that there was a contract between our clients and the state the contract was breached. Simple and elementary principles of law. A party who suffers injury in the, in the process can vindicate its uh, rights in court. Our client vindicated its rights in court. The matter traveled through the courts, and as the Attorney General indicated, the High Court gave a ruling or judgment. It was affirmed by the Court of Appeal. The Attorney General's department or the Attorney General was in court. The Attorney General defended the interest of the state. There was extensive evidence that was led before the court. The Attorney General had the opportunity of responding to the evidence and therefore bringing out any circumstances of collusion between our clients and state officials or any other persons for that matter. 
the court had the benefit of reviewing the evidence and giving judgment in the process. It is difficult at this stage to speak of any collusion which has not been um, endorsed by the court, any collusion which clearly has not, as it were, been, been, been accepted by the court. As we speak, the opportunity for appeal has expired. The Attorney General's battle in the state for the matter has no opportunity of appealing this matter. And as the Attorney General indicated, this matter has been um, on the cards for almost two decades. And speaking about collusion at this stage, in our opinion, is not deleted. But of course, the Attorney General has a job to do. And he's fighting very hard in the circumstances to protect the public best. Mm-hmm. What I can say, however, is that it does seem that the state has sat by and watched on as a judgment that was given against it has ballooned out of control. And you can hardly blame a person or an entity which had a right and all it did was okay. to vindicate that right. Well, we started from $582 billion. Um, th- That was the original award. Now, where does it stand in terms of the current amount? Over $10 trillion? How much exactly are we now? Look, I can tell you that the figures are going way out of control. Indeed, we, or let's say our clients tried under circumstances that normally are not what is done, tried to, as it were, compromise on its rights and therefore to ask for the payment of what is considered a paltry sum in comparison to what it got in judgment. And this was in recognition of the fact that the amount as it is growing can simply not be countenanced and paid. And the amount but is now $14 trillion. How much exactly are we current state? At the last count. You, I don't even know. And the reason is because the amount keeps growing by the day. Mm. or rather monthly, so to speak, as it's supposed to be calculated. So as we speak, the amount keeps growing, and every time the payment is not made, the amount is just growing and growing out of control. And even as lawyers, sometimes we are not, we are not very sure how we're going to go about the execution, given that the state continues to allow the amount to grow. So even though the Attorney General can look at this as protection in one breath, in the other breath, given that the matter is not over, should this amount one day be paid? The question is, how is it even going to be paid? Mm-hmm. And even as lawyers, we are constrained to go into full execution in the circumstances of our clients, a conversation we've had with our clients on many occasions. Well, Mr. Kofi Abuchi, we'll leave it here for now. Well, this is a matter that uh, we'll definitely uh, look into um, subsequently. But the full interview with the Attorney General, Gofred Yabuadami, uh, will be aired on The Pulse at 3 p.m. on the Joy News channel with Elton Brobe. You want to catch that full interview also on all our social media platforms and myjoyonline.com. Now, power outages, especially uh, this month of February, has become a normal phenomenon in the capital city of Accra and the Ashanti region. But there's been little explanation from players in the sector. Joining is, however, learning of consistent shortfall in supply, forcing the electricity company of Ghana to undertake unannounced load shedding. Executive Director with the Africa Centre for Energy Policy, Ben Boachi, says financial and managerial issues are responsible for the power outages. Uh, the truth. Let me give you some statistics. Um, just this month, um, on the 2nd of February, uh, the shortfall, the total shortfall was about 530 megawatts. So we cut exports and reduced it to 180. Uh, 14th of February, we had 390 shots for. We cut exports and reduced it to 190. On 16th of February, we had 360 megawatts shot for, and we shed 110. Well, the minority in Parliament say Ghana's power sector is on the brink of collapse on the back of recent intermittent power outages. According to minority spokesperson on mines and energy, John Jinapo, government is so broke and unable to purchase fuel to power the thermal plants to generate electricity. And it appears, based on information available to us, that the power sector is collapsing. Since 2nd February, we are talking of about one month now, 
there's been persistent and consistent load shedding by the generation companies. Indeed, the load shedding is getting worse by the day. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with details of that press conference. Kweku, they are also demanding an official announcement of a load shedding exercise. Well, yes, that's the demand of John Dinapo, who says that clearly from all that we are seeing, there is load shedding going on and government must officially announce that. And some interesting news from Parliament. While the debate on the state of the nation address was ongoing in the House, the power trips and the Zoom saw in the chamber, it takes about a minute and then the lights come back on. It was just around the time that Abdullah Siasari, the Deputy Minister of Finance, had said that this government had kept the lights on. Well, that's a parliamentary affairs correspondent. Quick question today. We can hear from the managing director of the electricity company of Ghana, Samuel Dubik Mahama, blaming the outages on some malfunctioning power plants. What we are experiencing are a few scattered issues here and there. The issue that the PRC raised about fuel is not this position of, uh, of the current situation that we are seeing on our dashboards. Currently, one of the power plants is down, uh, send power for that matter, and we are working with them to troubleshoot and bring it back up. So we are waiting for them to come back up. But that hasn't affected uh, much of supply within the country. Now, Samuel Dubik Mahama insisting that uh, Dumso is not back. You're listening to the Midday News. You're on Joy 99.7 FM, made possible by Petrosol. You're clean for all in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Return from the break. And we'll get to hear uh, from the 29 February borns of the leap year babies. Have you thought about how it feels to celebrate your birthday once in every four years? Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Now, the Ghana Refugee Board is set to relocate persons affected by the demolition of structures at the former Budumburim refugee camp to the Western region. Executive Secretary Tete Paddy says it's difficult to state the number of people affected because most of them are not refugees. The demolition was going to take place in 2020, but at the time, the Ghana Refugee Board requested that it be put on hold. And um, that was uh, to enable us to sensitize the residents and advise the former refugees to move out. Um, so it has not come as a surprise to us that uh, the demolition has taken place. It is difficult to put a number to it because most of the people there are not refugees. Still on demolition, some residents of Nima are challenging the Ayawasu East Municipality's decision to evict some mechanics and persons who reside on a piece of land very close to the Nima runabout. Listen to the head of the family demanding compensation for the takeover of the land, Robert Kumsen. So the chiefs of Nima, the sub-chiefs of Nima, they came to me at Osu. We had a meeting and I told them it is never true that Agenda 111 be made here. But have they seen the artist impression have they seen the plan the artist impression now the contractor who is going to put up the building and also the money where is it going to come from now imagine having to only celebrate your birthday every four years on 29 february about five million people around the world celebrate their once every four years real birthday for some of the leapings being born on 29 february is an excuse to celebrate over two days when it's not a leap year my colleague jankling and sumayabwa has been interacting with some leapings well today is one of those days that happens once every four years we have people born on that day but the big question resonates how do they celebrate their birthday tell me happy birthday to you thank you very much i'm grateful jackie it's a wonderful day for me actually of course it is four years yeah. once every four years how do you do that how do you celebrate your birthday right so 
the days that uh, or the years that we don't have a leap year, I celebrate it either on the 28th of uh, February or I move it to the 1st of March. Reason being that I don't want to feel secluded, I don't want to feel lonely, but I know in actuality that is not my birthday. How does it feel to celebrate your birthday once every four years? I actually feel special uh, because if you look at the the population, the whole world running into billions, we constitute just about five million. I mean, it's kind of special. Um, one thing I like about our baby or well, growing up, one thing I really enjoyed was during um, my friends' um, birthdays, they would come to school and then we would wet them. <laughs> well, every four years. Now, MNJ, they're here. What's up? What's, what's social media talking about? Ah, everybody's talking about LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. And that's trending number one on social media platform yeah. X. Actress Lydia Fawson, um says it is now the president's turn to give or reject. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.